Today, we will be talking about the upcoming holidays. We'll also be talking about some of the traditions that we enjoy this time of year. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Logan Bruce, and here with me is Zach Griffin, as always. Um, and we just want to let you know today that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with the Ministry League Network. Uh, you can download that app and check out loads of good material for Christians um, of all walks. You know, there's songbooks on there. You can sing great for devotional time. Uh, other podcasts that are almost as good as this one. And uh, so many other things that you can just get a wealth of information, wealth of knowledge, and just be uplifted. Uh, as a Christian on there. So go ahead and go check them out when you get a chance. Also, don't forget to share this episode on whatever platform uh, you're listening to or watching this. Uh, and also, uh, check out our Teespring shop. We've got some products on there. Um, you know, I guess it's too late for Christmas, being that it's tomorrow. But <laughs> um, but anyway, check it out. Um, and also, stick around after this episode. We're going to announce the winner for our end-of-season giveaway. Well, Zach, it's good to be back, man. Um, it feels like it's been a week. Oh, wait, it has. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, you know, I'm excited to be back. It's definitely Christmas time. Um, going through my little Lego advent calendar here. It's getting close. It's getting towards the end, and I don't want it to end. But uh, excited for Christmas. And uh, kind of on that note, I was wondering, and I want to, I've got a few I want to share, but what kind of traditions? Are your favorites growing up, or even now that you have today? What 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 are some traditions? Maybe I'm going to go back to a Thanksgiving tradition in a second. By the way, so whatever tradition you have. <laughs> okay, well, um, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say my tradition for New Year's is to sleep through it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't I don't usually stay up for that. I guess there's there's been a few. Um, growing up, we always had. Um, a breakfast on Christmas Eve with my dad's family, uh, which has always been great. Uh, and then we have lunch with them later on, on Christmas Day. We have breakfast with my mom's family. Uh, and so that's kind of going to be the same thing this year. Um, we're, we're glad that the restrictions and the, you know, discouragement to meet with your family is, is not really prevalent here in, in South Georgia. But anyway, we, um, you know, enjoy that time. Of course, uh, if you have, if you have small kids around, don't let them listen to this part. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we got to the age, uh, you know, where well, we didn't, you know, believe in Santa Claus anymore. My dad didn't want to wake up, you know, early on Christmas morning. Uh, so we started doing our, our gifts on Christmas Eve night there you go so that he wouldn't wake up so that was kind of a tradition that we had of course now with Graham we can't do that <laughs> but anyway yeah so those are I guess a few well I was I was waking up early on Christmas morning until I was 24 <laughs> um, no that's just something I couldn't I didn't I didn't really grow out of um, my favorite Christmas tradition growing up was my mom would make crepes which is a super thin little pancake for those of you who don't know, uh, on Christmas morning, and we'd fill it with apple pie filling or different stuff like that, Ooh. apple crepes, yeah. So uh, that was <laughs> a good that, that was a great tradition, yeah. And, uh, you know, now that I have my own family, things are different. We don't really have many Christmas traditions yet, uh, but one Thanksgiving tradition we actually started this year. We said, this is going to be a tradition. You know, that's how they all start. 
But um, we uh, the the Sunday night after Thanksgiving, we maybe Saturday night. I can't remember if we did Sunday night or Saturday. <laughs> Forgot the tradition, but we go and look at Christmas lights after Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I'll remember in a few years when we've done it four or five times. So uh, we started a tradition, yeah. but I forgot the tradition. <laughs> <laughs> My wife has not forgotten. I guarantee that. So, oh man, something fun I wanted to talk about, and because uh, it's it's something that you know kind of brings everybody together is the different views of different holidays. And that's not something we really think about until we get older and realize, man, people do it differently in different places than I did it growing up. It's just fun to do. Um, but we're going to skip recommendations today and go straight in to the hard-hitting topic. I texted Zach this week and I was like, do you want to do the hard topic or the easy topic? And he goes, let's just do both. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, and Zach, it's, it's really, it's a kind of an interesting question. And I've had this conversation recently with people. Um, but how should a Christian view Christmas? And, and is really the question I want to answer today. And when I when I look at this, you know, I I feel like I believe something different than what I have always believed. So I'm kind of interested to see this conversation. Um, but I'm going to give you the floor and kind of let you answer that question. We can kind of roll from there. Sure. Uh, so. I feel like this is kind of like uh, a time like people have their plans of what they're going to do tomorrow. Um, so, I mean, like nothing groundbreaking is going to happen here. We're probably not going to change sure. anybody's minds sure. at all. Uh, but, you know, I think there are some some important considerations. And I feel like surrounding this topic are some very strongly held beliefs. Absolutely. Uh, whatever whatever you believe, I feel like there are strongly held beliefs Um you know, surrounding this time of year, specifically around the Christmas holiday. Um, I had a member um, one time during that time of year tell me not to celebrate Christmas because uh, the Bible prophesied Christmas trees uh, as a evil and wicked thing of the nations. Uh, and so you can't, I know, right? But but they actually use the passage for that, uh, Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. Um, they look at this as a prophecy about Christmas tree. Um, and I don't think she's the only one that believes this. But Probably not. I think there's, yeah. Uh, so it says, For the customs of the people are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with a hammer and nails so they cannot move. And it's just like, oh, that sounds just like a Christmas tree. They take it, they go cut down a tree and then they decorate it. Have me convinced. And it's just like, <laughs> but I guess people forget the context of, of that. And that's what I tried to share with her. I said, well, that's interesting. Let me study about that. Because I didn't really know. She pointed this out and I was like, what? I've um, never heard and, that in my life. Yeah, so... But in verse 2, it says, learn not the way of the nations. This was already a practice during that time. Uh, and if we think about it carefully, what's being described here is the um, the Asherah pole. And, and what this is, is uh, it's the Asherah was a Canaanite goddess whose likeness was carved out of a tree and it stood up really, really, really tall. So actually Gideon cut one of these down. Right. The, the Asherah that was in his father's house. God told him to cut it down. So this was 
something that was already common practice of their time. It was the ways of the nations, you know. So I, I feel like that's kind of how we have to handle these views on Christmas. We just have to go back to the Bible and, you know, of course, with everything we do. We go back to Scripture, see what it's really talking about, weigh all of the things, not just particular passages that we like. <laughs> Or stand out to us. Right. So. Well, that's I have never heard that in my life. And so that's really cool. And I'm actually glad you brought that up. I'm going to use that, um, obviously, <laughs> in, a, in a joking way. But like, that's that's interesting. Um, I kind of see it as a very, it's just very different um, for a number of reasons. Um, you know, people compare Easter and Christmas a lot. Easter is one thing um, because we base that off the Jewish calendar, which is what we know Jesus when Jesus rose after the Passover and so on. So that's roughly pretty good, actually. But as far as Christmas goes, as Christ's birth, um, that, that's a tough one, right? Yeah. We know he was not born December 25th. Excuse me. We are pretty confident. We have a 1 in 365th chance that he was not born in in uh, on December 25th. So, and really, you can... Based on yeah. history, we know it's probably more like springtime. So, mm -hmm. based on that, you know, there's a large population that celebrates Jesus' birth. Yeah. I am now at a point in my life where I am not going to say that necessarily to someone who is like banging that drum. And let me explain. For someone who is celebrating Christ's birth, that's great. You know, and that's something I've really that really sank in this year. And I wish I could remember the song, but I've been listening to the Christmas songs on the radio for about ever since the end of Thanksgiving. And a couple of weeks ago, one song just really struck me, and it was talking about Christ coming to Earth, and my like, my, I, I cried because it was so powerful. And thinking about God coming to Earth and the magnitude of Christ's birth. Um, is sometimes watered down because we argue, well, it's not not Christmas Day. And so I'm very careful about that right now. And this is kind of why I wanted to talk about this. Because I understand and I absolutely agree that December 25th is not Christ's birth. Excuse me. However, I think it's so important that we recognize the birth of Christ as God coming to earth. It is the beginning of of him saying, look, I love you so much that I'm going to come to earth. And you could argue, and I would be one of the first ones to make the argument, that that act is almost as important. I mean, it's all, summed, it's all summed up. But it, that single act is just as important as him dying. Because he left heaven. And we sing a song like that in church. He left the pleasures of heaven. He left heaven mm -hmm. just to leave heaven. Just to yeah. leave heaven, and so I think sure. I think that that's that's Close been something that yeah. yes, that's been something that's just really struck a chord with me this year more than it ever has in my entire life. I'm sitting here 27 years. This is my 20, I guess my 26th Christmas on this earth, and it's so it's never struck a chord with me like that like it has this year. And I understand, and again, I I, I understand Jesus was not born December 25th. It's not his actual birthday. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but. I think for us, when we downgrade that, it waters down what that was. Am I am I off base there? Well, so when I when I think about this, I think about 
those who oppose celebrating it as a religious holiday, they, they, they point out a few things. So there's the date, right? The date. Um, but there's also the origins right. of the holiday. And then there's the authority of, you know, who are we to you know celebrate this? But but I think I don't know. I see. I kind of have a beef with the whole Easter and Christmas thing because the power that is in us is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and and the resurrection is brought up so much as you know the power that raised Jesus from the dead. I think it's Ephesians chapter one is in you. And then there's this, who is raised from the dead, who is raised from the dead, who's, I mean, every, all of our hope is built on the fact that that has happened. Yet, Easter has a day, and Christmas has a season. You know, there, there is a, you know, there's this greater importance, it seems like, in general celebration of Christmas more so than, um, you know, the fact that he was raised from the dead. You know, you don't have an Easter season where you're celebrating, you know, and and I don't know. I, I Personally, this is just Zach here. This is personally. Um, I have a hard time coming to terms with... Romans chapter 14, verse 5 offers this principle, and it's in the middle of the context of, you know, those who eat and those who don't eat. And it's the big beef between the Gentiles and the and the Jews. But the principle, he says, uh, one person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. So the Jews had these separate special holidays, um, you know, that they, they had, uh, and it was not wrong for them to continue in those things. If they wanted to celebrate the Passover, they could celebrate the Passover. You know, if, if they wanted to celebrate um, the Day of Atonement, they could think about that. But, you know, within the context of being a Christian, right. and being a follower of Jesus, sure. you know, they could still honor those days as, as holy and important days. And then those who did not have those special days, it was fine for them not to recognize them. So... I feel like this principle is important when we talk about this. You know, if if somebody wants to celebrate it as Jesus' birthday, okay. Um, you know, or just to celebrate his birth. I kind of have a problem when people are saying this is his birthday and trying to pass that on to other people. Um, you know, if if you don't celebrate it in that way, I think that's great too. Personally, I I can't bring myself to celebrate it in a religious way, uh, because I feel like I don't think that I can, or I would feel guilty to say that I can give God more honor at a particular time of year than throughout my life. Right. And each day. I mean, and Jesus gave us a memorial for a specific time to think about him coming to this earth and, and dying. And, and, you know, we, we take the Lord's Supper, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes, you know, and, and that proclamation, the proclamation, the declaring takes place weekly, you know, and, and so it's, it's hard for me to look at these holidays and say, you know, I'm going to 
it's been extra emphasis on God. Well, and that's a good point. To, yeah. yeah, is that the extra when when we decide to spend extra emphasis or lessen it throughout? That's not what we're talking about. That's not what the point yeah. is. You know, what, yeah. I'm not. I'm not in any. I don't think anybody should in any way advocate that. And if you are, let's talk. Uh, that we spend more time on Easter or Christmas, and you know, there's as a as a minister, you know, sometimes we would joke around that we would have the Easter Christmas crowd. Um, yeah, and but that's, that's true, true, and it's a reality. Um, yeah. But going to church on Easter or Christmas does not in any way uh, make up for not going the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, you know, that's and that's what it seems like, and maybe that's not what people are doing. But that's what it comes across to to the, everybody else who's been going all year. Um, so you know, there's that. Another thing I th- that I thought about as, as I was mentally preparing and, and thinking over this is that if if you adopted a child and you didn't know their birthday, and I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm just yeah. gonna, for the sake of this analogy, assume that that's what. But you pick a day, and then we're gonna celebrate their birthday because if you adopt a child, even even a baby. You're gonna, I think it's more common with pets. Sure. <laughs> the pet. I, I almost did the pet analogy, but I was like, you know, uh, I'm not going to compare Jesus to a dog. So, so anyway, <laughs> let's assume that we adopt a child. And I, maybe I'm making too many assumptions this analogy, but stick with me. Let's adopt a child, and we don't know the birthday. It was adopted from a co- another different country that they don't keep records or whatever. We don't know its birthday. We're going to pick a birthday. You know exactly where I'm going with this. That's why you're laughing. Yeah. But... Then all of a sudden, when the child is 12, we find out that we don't really still know when the birthday is, but that's 100% not their birthday. Well, what are we going to do? Are we going to quit celebrating their birthday uh, on that time and then change it? Or are we just going to continue to celebrate? And maybe, again, that's probably a weak analogy for some people, but it's the best one I can come up with this week. And, but, you know, at the same time, you know, why is that weak for you? Because yeah. what's, the, what's wrong with, with recognizing the birth of Christ, and I'm going to kind of yeah. beat the same drum again, is that when we say, no, it's not his birthday, oh, no, it's not when he came to earth, yes, I get that. And so many people who actually celebrate that are willing to acknowledge that. But it's the people who are beating the drum of Christmas is not Jesus' birthday, Christmas is not Jesus' birthday, that they lose track of that. And sometimes they yeah. force others to lose track of that. And it basically comes down to something you were almost about to say, and I thought you were going to say it, but you didn't quite get there, is that <laughs> mind your B's and Q's. You know, cross, cross your own T's and dot your own I's, right? Yeah. Like, let's right. worry about ourselves. Yeah, and that's what that passage from, from Romans is really about. Exactly. You know, to the one who esteems this day, you know, let them do that. and Let them be fully convinced in their own mind. If you want to celebrate Christmas and think of it, you know, think back of Jesus' birth and him coming to this, you know, that's fine. I mean, the only place where I draw the line is like telling people or if a preacher were to get up and say, we're going to celebrate Jesus' birth and to push that on, to push that uh, as like maybe part of an agenda or or whatever. Um, So to me, I don't feel as many people are... And you may disagree, but I don't feel that many people are as worried about the date specifically, but more so the origins. You know, they say, well, it had pagan origins. And so because of that, why would you, 
you know, why would you celebrate something? Um, and basically, the, I, I, I just researched this. And this is pretty neat because I had heard so many, and there's so many different things that kind of go into all the different traditions. Uh, but I learned about one, and it was just like, wow, that's really surprising and shocking compared to what our modern day. And it was the celebration of Saturnalia. Mm-hmm. Have you ever you you looked at some of that? I've heard about it. Yeah, when I was probably sophomore, junior in high school, I went to Freed, uh, not Freed Hartman. I went to Harding lectureships, okay. and uh, one of the lectures was on holidays. And Christmas was Halloween, Christmas, you know, the origins of some of those. And that was, I wish I remembered that. (laughs) No, no, but honestly, uh, it was very um, uh, enlightening, you know, as this is, you know, maybe not what we think it is. And a lot of times uh, when you really go back and look at what Christmas was, it was an answer of the church at the time to 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 pagan festivals. So it's not necessarily a pagan festival itself. That was like dedicated to alcohol and sex and all of these kinds of things. Yeah. Rather, the church's answer to that. Yeah. So you have you've got Pope Julius the first, and he said, "We're going to take, you know, specifically Saturnalia was one that was, you know, there's so many. They decorated their house with wreaths and garland. They gave each other gifts." Um, you know, they, they did a lot. No one worked. Everybody took off work. And even the servants, they sometimes were served by their masters. They would sit at the head of the table. And, and so, like, you got all of this, like, charity and nobody's working and gifts and all this stuff. Um, and actually, there was a god, uh, Mithra, that was born out of a rock on December 25th. And so uh, that pope just said, well, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate Jesus' birth on that. That's day. how that's how Dwayne the Rock Johnson was born, by the way. Yeah, out of a rock. That's why they call him that. Sorry, <laughs> um, but I think regardless of the fact that there are those pagan origins, sure. we don't need to get into the same mind of the cancel culture, and if we start canceling that because of those reasons. I mean, we got to cancel a lot of other stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got to cancel the days of the week. Uh, we got to cancel the planet's names. And we got to cancel, um, I mean, everything. <laughs> and see, to me, and maybe I'm narrow-minded, but or maybe I'm too broad-minded, but I'll probably be accused of both. But um, to me... The origins of something are far less important than what we do with it right now. Yeah, um, and that—that that, I mean, that like you said, the names of the planets. You know, if if you really want to be a cancel culturist as a Christian, then you're going to rename the planets. Let's name them Peter, Paul, and John, or something like that. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, so it's 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 less. Again, I'll reiterate what I said. It's less about the origins of something. And the origins of specific, especially names, and more about what are we doing with it right now. This may, this may be going like way out in like some other distant planet, <laughs> you know. As you know, to be ironic about it, right. but you know, if we hold on to things and the past in that kind of way, you know, isn't Christianity oftentimes about living without a past? 
you know, you yourself with your sin and your mistakes, you're going to hold on to that and say, well, you had, you had pagan origins. <laughs> you, you were a person that was in the world. It's a great um, point. Great point. And then, but you know, Jesus coming and being washed in his blood, that that's no longer a part of us at all. Sure. So if we're taking modern day things, are we going to hold those modern day things? Um, you know, it would just kind of be like some of the modern day uses that we have, like light bulbs and and other things, and just say, well, I'm not going to use that because the person who made those things right. didn't agree with the same things that I believe. Sure. Well, uh, Zach, unless you have something else to say about Christmas and its origins, um, you know, I, I enjoyed that conversation. Um, uh, but that, again, that was the heavy one. So if you've made it this far and you're still listening, you can kind of take a deep breath. And we're going to do something a little bit more lighter um, and more focused on, you know, the positivity. Of, <laughs> maybe we should have started with this one. Maybe, but, you know, <laughs> got it out of the way. Now we can just kind of relax and be happy. But the question, or this isn't really so much a question, just kind of something I want to talk about. Um, maybe I will pose a question here in a minute. But as we prepare for 2021, you know, when this podcast comes out, we'll be a week away from New Year's Eve, which meaning hours, which would be hours away from a new year. And in our culture right now, we look at 2020 and we look at what we've been through, and it's probably one of the most difficult years that our generation has been through, especially millennials, um, you know, and, and we wonder, you know, what is coming up next? And there's kind of, yeah. we're like holding our breath, <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, so I, I want to talk about how can we go forward as a Christian, as a non-Christian, as anybody who's listening to this right now, how can we go forward into the next year? with the most positive attitude possible, and how are we going to relate to the world around us? And I kind of entitled this section, New Year, New Me, and that's a fun little phrase. But in all honesty, let's, you know, I just want to talk about that. What are some what are some thoughts you have about what are we going to be doing over these next few months as we enter the New Year's Act? The positive outlook that I have, uh, of course, comes from being a Christian. And so if you're listening and you're not a Christian, Sure. Uh, I hope you'll come back and you'll look look at some of these these episodes that we've you know we've done that you'll find some of the joy and the things that we've been talking about, especially in, in Christ and 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 realize that um, Christ produces a newness. Um, and even for Christians that are listening, we need to recognize that newness that Christ brings um, to us every day. Um, you know, we may have had some past and issues and trials, um, but Christ makes us new and, and we are continually, uh, the, the Bible word for it is regeneration. We're being regenerated, um, be made new again and again with Christ and, and, you know, in, in being a Christian, you are forgiven of your sins you live without a past you live without guilt um and and so you know it's a blessing to to have that and i think that going into the new year that's something that we need to kind of keep in mind the newness that christ brings um i think another thing that is important 
is um, and something that I shared last week. Um, just a brief devotional thought with the congregation here. Um, it's very easy to feel defeated, like you said, from you know everything that's happened this year, um, and we may feel like you know we've experienced these trials. We had plans, and the plans didn't get to happen. You know, I, I think back, and I think we had to we had to cancel VBS. You know, we had to, we had to cancel this. We couldn't do this. We, you know, we had all of these things, and so it's very easy. And even if you're not a Christian, there are things that have happened, trials we've all experienced, and probably in your own, maybe you've lost your job. Uh, maybe you know somebody that's lost their job. Maybe you've lost someone to COVID. Maybe, you know, uh, there's all these things that have happened this year. But we are not defeated. Yeah. We're not defeated. Um, and I think that when we feel defeated, we need to be reminded of that in the wonderful passages of Scripture like Ephesians chapter 1 spiritual blessings that are in Jesus. You know, in 1 Peter chapter 1, the joy that is in Christ and the inheritance and the promises. And, and, though, and though your faith be tested like fire, you know, like it's been tested in the fire, it comes out and it's beautiful to God. Uh, you know, your faith, if it's been strong through this, it's it's a pleasing thing to God. He looks to that. Um, even though it had been tested by fire. And then Romans chapter 8, you know, what of all of these things can separate us from the love of, of Jesus Christ? I mean, you know, and, and maybe it needs to be a resolution, you know, to, to return to Scripture and just be encouraged by Scripture um, to be built up in the new year. And this is going to be one of our last episodes, or this is our last episode before the new year. And so, you know, if, I, I encourage you to, to try resolutions if you never have before. That's something that doesn't work for me because I have ADHD or some form of that, and I lose interest yeah, about it after hard. a week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what it is. Um, but, you know, I, I usually try to start my resolutions before Christmas because it's a mental thing. And if I start something in the middle, because if I start in January 1st, it's just not. But if I start in the middle of December where it's just random, like on a Wednesday, I can do it. I don't know why. But I can. Um, awesome. <laughs> I can stick to it better anyway. Um, yeah. But I want to read a passage, and it's one you're familiar with, and it's in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Um, and this is how I feel about going into 2021. There is an occasion for everything, and a time for every activity under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing. A time to search and a time to count as lost. A time to, uh, excuse me, a time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. And finally, a time for war and a time for peace. Um, and Solomon here is just, you know, expressing that. Everything is going to happen, okay? <laughs> so if we have ever, any point, expect everything to just be hunky-dory all the time or expect everything to be just terrible all the time, we're going to be wrong, <laughs> right? There's a time for everything. 
And so when we are able to accept that, and we're able to get to a place where, you know what, whatever happens is going to happen, and I'm just going to have to deal with it, um, you know, we're in a better spot. And I think that when, when we get to that place is when we can truly be content with what we've got. And we live in a world that is so entitled and so, excuse me, not a world, we live in a country that is so entitled and so uh, thinks that I deserve everything that this is, no, this is a hard concept to grasp because we don't want there to be a time for loss. We don't want there to be a time to, to tear. We want to always be preparing. We don't want there to be a time for hate. We only want love. Um, but what Solomon is saying here is, as somebody who's experienced this, is that, look, things are going to happen. Bad, bad things are going to happen. But guess what? Good, good things are also going to happen. And when we just accept that and say, you know what? There's not a lot I can do. I'm just going to yeah. be prepared to, A, always preach Christ and always talk about him and be living for him. And, B, be prepared to roll with the punches. You know, you am I going to wake up today and expect everything bad to happen? Maybe. You know, sometimes you wake up and uh, you expect everything good to happen and nothing good happens. But what Solomon wants us to understand is that, look, things happen. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Um, it's 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 just going to happen. And yeah. whether you're there or not, it's going to continue to happen. <laughs> um, so let's, yeah. let's, you know, as we go into next year, we need to be really making sure, and from a Christian perspective, that I, I'm not going to get political. <laughs> from a Christian perspective, that we are able to roll with the punches and that our primary goal is Christ and Him crucified. Yeah. You know, as, as you read that, I was thinking about, um, you know, the fact that, you know, if we look back and, you know, if you're younger, there's less time for you to look back. <laughs> um, but, you know, if we look back and we think about things and especially trials, um, you know, a lot of times you come up out of those things. You know, when I was in high school, there was a, there was a drought big drought one year um down here in south georgia and just killed all the the plants <laughs> couldn't grow anything and my granddad had to sell part of his land his farming land just to you know just to move forward um but he's doing okay you know i mean they're they're doing okay um you know i think about on a much larger scale, the fear behind ISIS. You know, there was an incredible fear. Um, are they going to come to America? You know, are they going to, you know, how much damage are they going to cause? You know, I think about in, you know, early Trump presidency, we're going to start World War Three, and North Korea is going to bomb us. And, you know, I remember people freaking out about that. Um, but those fears, they came and then they dissipated, you know, and there are, you know, these times where there is, there's trials, but they do, they do dissipate. They do, um, you know, come to an end. And, and I appreciate you reading that specifically with this year in mind as you know, it's just like collectively our whole world has been affected by coronavirus. 
you know, but, you know, there's, it's, it's going to dissipate. There's, there's going to be a time, you know, when a that's time to not heal. our, yeah, a time to heal. It's gonna, not going to be our concern um, any longer. So, you know, I, yeah, I appreciate that passage a lot and, and what you said about it too. Because if if we move forward in Christ, then we really don't have to worry about the kind of season that we're in. Amen. <laughs> we are more valuable to God than the sparrows. And uh, I think we, when we keep that in mind, there's nothing to be sad about. There's nothing to be uh, distraught about because God's going to take care of you. Even if you're listening and you're not a follower of Christ, God still wants to take care of you. And he's taking care of you right now. That's sometimes hard to wrap our minds around, but it is the fact of life. God loves us and he wants us to take care of us. Um, you know, maybe this is ending on a positive note for you to start your Christmas tomorrow, or if you're listening to this after Christmas, uh, start your new year. Um, Zach, this may be one of our shortest episodes ever, but I don't really have any more to say. Um, you know, I think this is a good, uh, we're at a good spot to end it. Um, I think that uh, unless you have something else you want to add. Uh no, not really. I've I've enjoyed the conversation. I've I'm gonna miss it. I, I think you know, doing this from week to week. Yeah, we'll have. Uh, I think we'll have some stuff. I don't know. Again, we we haven't decided even how long our break will be, but we're gonna jump back into season two, January, um, Lord willing, and um, we will. Uh, you know, we'll we'll go from there. And God's got a plan. And again, there's a season for everything. So uh, yeah. you know, hopefully you've been encouraged. Hopefully we've done some encouragement. And, uh, you know, let's smile together. And if you need encouragement at any time and you're listening, and Zach, this goes for you too, uh, you can message the, <laughs> any of our social media or message Zach and I personally. And uh, every, a couple weeks ago, we put out a, a, a I, I, yeah, we put out a prayer request. <clears throat> a few weeks ago, we put out a prayer request response asking, you know, if you need prayers, let us know. And we've had a few responses from that. And we've, we've prayed for those people, and I've continued to pray for those people. So I want you to know that we love you, we care about you, but more importantly, God loves you and God cares about you. Um, Zach, if you wouldn't mind closing us in prayer, unless you had something else to say. Sure, yeah. Um, remember to stick around after the prayer, and we'll announce the, the winner of the giveaway. Absolutely. So let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this time that we've had to, to discuss these things and I pray, dear Lord, that you'll help us um, going into the new year to have a, a good attitude, that our minds are set upon you. And we thank you so much for our listeners, for all the support that we've had with this first season. And we ask, dear Lord, that you'll bless us and that we'll uh, continue to, to have great conversations and, and, and bring people to um, encouragement and a greater understanding of some of the things that are in your word. Uh, we thank you so much for Jesus. Um, for him coming to this earth and for his sacrifice for us uh, and, and all of the things that we have in him. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for watching. Hey everyone, thanks for sticking to the very end to see the winner of the uh, giveaway. Uh, we want to make this fair. So what we have here is we have a wheel and the wheel has the uh, people who have entered uh, in that and your name is, is recorded on there as many times as you have valid entries uh, as according to our, our site that we're using. Uh, so this is how we're going to reveal the winner. Um, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. 
I uh, hope everybody has a great holiday season, a great new year. Uh, we'll see you again uh, towards the end of January. So here we go. Here is the winner of the giveaway. Let's see. There we go. And it is, all right, James Condley. So congratulations, James. Merry Christmas, everybody.